Hello, everyone. Uh, this is episode three of the Black and White Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Alvar Wetzel. I'm here with my guest, Alex Shupak. Alex, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm an editor on the Black and White, and I'm here to talk about movies with Alvar. And uh, me and Alvar were just talking about some movies I really enjoy. And I think uh, the theme for this podcast is we're just going to be talking about some uh, kind of foreign films, a little bit under-the-radar films that we really enjoy, and we hope other people will watch. Exactly, because international movies deserve a lot more attention that they, than they're getting, especially by American audiences often. And um, So yeah, we're going to do that today. We have a selection of international movies right in front of us right here. So which one do you want to start with, Alvar? Um, we can start with Taste of Cherry, honestly. That, I think that's a good movie. That movie is incredible. That movie is incredible. So do you want to start talking about it? Or I, can, I can start. Um, so it's by the Iranian filmmaker Abbas Kiarostami, I believe. And um, he made a bunch of movies. And he started off his career, I think, with like a trilogy of movies. Um, about like a village in Iran. One was called um, where where is my friend's house or something like that. Yeah, where is yeah. my friend? Yeah, where is my friend's house? Where it is... basically just follows like the yeah. small kid, right? Follows a small kid who missed his homework. His at homework, school, yeah, or something like that. And then the village got hit by an earthquake, I believe, and so he went back to track down the actress from the original movie in the second one of the trilogy, and I, I... think it's called. I think the most surprising thing about Abbas Kiarostami to me, and the thing that I, what makes his films so great, um, it's just how brutally honest they are. They Every are. single one. Yeah. It's never ever trying to be something it's not. It no. never imposes on you. And um, I guess we should probably start talking about Tessa Cherry, because this movie really is a masterpiece. It's and, absolutely fantastic. And like every sense of the word. What, like strikes me the most about Taste of Cherry is this quote that, like, I heard him... I, I was... You know how, like, Criterion has, like, the yeah. extra features and stuff? Yeah. I was watching an interview with this guy, and he said, like, I like movies that, like, put you to sleep. And, like, at first, like, that sounds so, like, BS, right? Like, yeah. who wants a movie that puts you to sleep? But there's, like, a certain quality that, like, it's hard to find in movies that are trying to excite you. And that movie is, like literally brutal honesty like nothing in this movie is ever trying to tell you what to think and it's never trying to you know distort a version of the world i think um really it kind of derives it, it feels so unbelievably um Iranian in like the best sense yeah, of the world no, I get that totally. in terms of like just the most honest and brutal storytelling ability that it could possibly be, if that yeah. makes sense no, that totally makes sense and it like really grew on me too it's like one of those movies where i wasn't like immediately like oh this is a masterpiece but like the coming weeks and days i just kept on thinking about it yeah exactly so i realized yeah this is pretty phenomenal and i actually found this movie you know Anis varda yeah She's, yeah um she had one of those interviews the french on, director i actually watched like like a lot of her movies um and she had an interview on the criterion channel youtube channel when she was in the criterion closet that whole thing and she was like this is such a good movie and she picked that out as one of her favorites so i felt like i needed to see this so my question for you is that um is there a difference because for me i know there's been movies before this that have done like 
you know, the sitting, uh, watching, like, the normal actions for two hours of a person. Like, yeah. for example, what's that French movie that's, like, that sit uh, with the lady in, like, her kitchen? Uh, Jean Dielman? Yeah, that one, right? Some long name. I, I haven't seen it, actually, but I know that, like, it's, like, known for being pretentious and, like, whatever. Oh, and yeah. Just, but is Abbas Kiarostami different? Is he doing something different than what they're doing? Like, for example, tracking a lady and, like, just setting the camera up on a lady for two hours in our kitchen um, and just watching, like, her normal actions. Kind of like almost a video diary. Is this different um, than what that is? It feels different, I think. Maybe that's just because of the setting it's in. Maybe because Iran is a lot different to me than, like, Belgium. Mm. So maybe looking at that... Maybe that's different. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think because of that whole environment and the way it looks in that movie, I think it's it is different to an extent. But but it's also like slower than again. It's like you think this is slow. Have you seen that? What's the movie? What's John Dielman? Have you seen that? Yeah, I have seen that. It's crazy slow. Like yeah. it's super slow. It's stretches over three days. Yeah, I would highly recommend it, but. It's, I mean, nothing happens in it, honestly. It's just a lady, but it's brilliant. That movie is phenomenal. Right, there, there is, yeah. I mean, no one's saying, of course you can make fun of it for being pretentious and yeah. stuff, but have you have you read um, uh, Miss Dalloway, the book we're reading no, I haven't. in English? Or, I'm reading Hamlet. Hamlet. Well, in lit class, uh, we're reading Miss Dalloway, and it's a very similar type of thing where you kind of follow around a bunch of characters over the course of a day. Yeah. Um, this movie doesn't feel like that, in my opinion. No. I think Abbas Kiarostami yeah. is really trying to make a story. He really is yeah. telling a story um, with, you know, very... But he does it in a way that's honest, and I think people mistake that honesty for being boring, for being yeah. pretentious. No, definitely. And I even maybe ha- I did that but once I finished the movie. I was like, it's a little, not much happens in it, you know. It's, but then later on, it kind of got to the point where I saw his whites like this perfect. Just have to look at the back on this. Mm-hmm. Where are you thinking, Alvar? Him. Oh, that is exactly. Oh. Are you trying to think of like what happens in the movie? Yeah, I forgot a little. Oh bit. yeah, I, I could t- I could what... give you a quick s- synopsis here. Now I see. Oh yeah, that happens. He like oh he tries to find someone to bury him after he commits suicide. Exactly right. Oh yeah, no that okay. No, that's and good. That's good. Are we allowed to do like spoilers? Oh, yeah, we're allowed to. Do spoilers. Oh, okay, well, it's not it's not really we're a spoiler, be spoilers but during this episode. So um, basically, but the very I think the most amazing part of the movie to me is that. It's a story in like the most uh, again like in the most honest sense of the word. So there's no music. I, no. I don't. There's no music no. for the entire time. The settings are very repetitive. It it is a really slow story. It almost feels like kind of an ancient fable. The way that character moves from one character, moves throughout his life. It's like over the course of like, I think a couple hours or a day, yeah. no more than a day, and he kind of goes from one character to another character, asking them, you know, if they can bury him after he commits suicide. Um, and it is a journey, right? This isn't, like, nothing. This isn't, like, um, uh, like you were saying, it isn't, like, a a look into his life. This is a well-constructed story, and 
I, I just want to ask you about this one because this has been wrapping with my brain and really was the nail in the coffin when I decided I'm like this is a fantastic movie at the end of the movie when he yeah. um fall, you know what I'm talking about when he falls in the hole yeah. and he closes his eyes um and the storm happens and then that song by I think it's by yeah. Louis Armstrong I remember something happened with that it's song like, it's like a jazz yeah. it's like a jazz song You're at right. the end You're right. and it, yeah. it goes back onto a, onto like a a self-referential thing and it shows footage of the movie being filmed do you remember that? I think so I saw it a really long time ago but I do remember something with a song going on in it it's, it's like out of nowhere there's this American blues song and then it it the footage changes and it be, becomes footage of the the movie being yeah. filmed and like on a very surface level it's like oh you know he might be trying to say something about the process of you know audiences and like post modern yeah. like division between the actual story and actors and whatever and meta narratives and like that and stuff but i feel like his films are too honest and too you know grounded to really be saying anything like matrixy yeah, you know what i'm saying say too much no I it, see. It, he's not like telling he's not, this isn't the matrix right yeah, like it's, it's i think it's just pretty, it's just showing us what i mean what you see is kind of what you get in this it's not some deep message behind it i mean there are mess I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that because there are messages about death. There are yeah, messages definitely. about suicide, but it feels a very it feels very traditional yeah. in the way it's going about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not he, it's not holding back about those messages. I mean, it's just he's exactly. showing, showing the whole thing. It's pretty clear that what what, what the guy is trying to do. Yeah. Although is, there is a message. Is he trying to remind us at the end of the movie that this is only a movie? I heard someone say that at one point about this. That, that could be true. I think he might be, yeah. I definitely heard someone say something like that at one point. That, that that's what he's trying to do. Um, I, to say. I think this... I think Taste of Cherry um, is undeniably like one of the best movies of... When, when did this come out? 1997. Of, of the 20th century. I also feel that it, it is so... like hard for people to understand and appreciate it mm-hmm. just because the culture that it comes from is so different to American yeah, audiences. No, absolutely. People don't have an appreciation, I think, in America for uh, Middle Eastern art yeah, or Middle no, Eastern um, yeah. uh, cinema, especially. Um, and it, it really pains me because if you kind of take the time to watch it and to uh really appreciate what he's doing i mean it's so beautiful it really yeah, is. It is it's yeah beautiful is a really good word to describe this whole movie it, it is beautiful it looks great too i mean just technically and all that kind of stuff that's, that's what i'm saying like the cinematography is great but yeah. it's not it's not for the purpose of looking good no um like i <laughs> but um it's not like right like when you see like a blockbuster movie in cinemas right now yeah like dune they they hired a cinematographer for the purpose of yeah. let me get this cool but, ass yeah. shot, yeah. shot right let this be f- like a really crazy shot like epic and scale and colors and stuff but the 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 like really beautiful shots like i'm looking at the cover yeah. right here with uh the protagonist um mr Badi, uh as he's like 
he's kind of in like this dusty yeah. desert haze yeah. and like uh red around him these shots kind of come up organically in the movie yeah, it, no. it, it's never like let me make every shot as beautiful as it can yeah. be um and that's also something i really appreciate it about it but uh yeah i, I don't great the movie looks compared to like the dark subject matter yeah of what he's going through mentally and stuff how he wants to die and stuff like that i think the comparison between that is, is really smart it's weird because it is a modern movie in a lot of senses, but it yeah. also the story plays out very traditionally yeah, and no, very classically. Mm-hmm. It really reminds me of like a great, great like Russian novel or yeah. something like that, or a great yeah. European novel Absolutely. from like the nineteenth century. Yeah, it does. It's phenomenal. It's you have anything else to add, Alvar? No, you you've covered it really well. Um, yeah, everyone, go go check out Taste of Cherry. You're not going to regret it. It's fantastic. It's it's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, Abbas Kiarostami. And if you want to see other movies by him, he made, like what we talked about, uh, uh, where is where is my friend's house? Where is... I'm not... Uh, I can search Where's the friend's it. house or something, I think it's called. And then he made... He made that those and another movie I can shout out by Abbas Kiarostami is a movie from the nineties maybe it's called Close Up, and it's it's also it really it's into that whole um culture theme that's also highlighted. Where is the friend's house? Where is the friend's house? He also did Certified Copy, which yes, I that, haven't that seen. Yes, that one too. That one. That's I've, just I've Amer- seen that. That's an uh, not American, but that's it's like not European. a. It's like French. Right. It's a it's a European yeah. film that he I've did. seen that. Um. But you saw Certified Copy? Yeah, I did. What did you think about it? Uh, I liked it. I remember liking it. It's not like as good as Taste of Cherry or Close Up, but I remember liking it. I don't really remember too much of it, but I thought it was nice. What is it about again? Uh, in Tuscany, right to promote his latest book, a middle-aged English writer meets a French woman who leads him to the village of Luciana... No? Mm-hmm. They have an interesting relationship in that movie, um, I think. They just kind of talk a lot in it. Hmm. Reminds me of uh, Before Midnight. Before Midnight, right. Kind of reminds me of that. I've only seen before s- the first one, Before Sunrise. Yeah, I saw all of them uh, before Sunrise or Sunset. I, I, can, I can never tell. Um, But yeah, anyways, Certified... Uh, no, Close Up is another really great movie by Abbas Kiarostami. And it goes even deeper into that whole cultural aspect that's different for American audiences. Um, About like... Iranian Iranian culture yeah. and um it's really interesting because it's like a movie about an actual event that happened but it's reenacted but with the people who were in the actual event it's like I don't know there's no comparison to it it's it's hard to describe but it's pretty brilliant and so when it comes to Abbas Kiarostami definitely t- taste of cherry and um and close up are are must sees uh, in my opinion. That that's all I'm gonna have to say. Uh yeah. Do you want to talk about a different movie here? Yeah, we can we can move on to the next one. Um, I think we're gonna stick with international films for can, right now. Yeah, we should um we should talk about these ones last because they're from the Soviet Union. Yeah. So do you want to go to house? Yeah, let's go to house. Sweet. Oh my god, it's gonna be fun. You talk about it first. Alright, the next one is a movie called House. Just House. Not The House or A House. It's Just House. 
It's by the Japanese director, kind of hard to read right now. I can't. Um, Nobuhiko Obayashi. Probably, I didn't know his name. Probably butchered that. It's on here. And it is completely wild. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's um, as direct. An episode of Scooby Doo as directed by Mario Bava. That's what it, that's that's kind of their description here. Um, it's yeah, it's about these like schoolgirls who um. Who travel to a a, ho- a house on the country and then they come face to face with these evil spirits that reside there basically, and these evil spirits are like hand drawn into the movie and they kind of possess the girls and they're everywhere and. It's such it's like a video game movie almost. It's completely crazy. It's it's hard to describe. I I don't even know if I would say it's like No, I I call it a good movie. It's just crazy absurd. It's like it's otherworldly. It's it's so weird. And um the like the spirits they're hand animated basically, but the girls are like live action and do you want to add anything? You yeah, I, I think the key here is that most movies um, want a certain amount of suspense of disbelief, right? Yeah. No matter if it's, like, Independence Day or Jurassic Park, yeah. even though these crazy things are happening, you still believe that this is a believable world. Like, oh, maybe in some alternate reality, uh, gir- dinosaurs are able to come yeah. back or something like that. House has none of that. House is just literally, like, the most insane... Um, uh, whatever effect they could possibly throw in, uh, the most absurd dialogue, the most cra- I... the craziest ideas that come kind of directly from a culture. Uh, or the reason this movie, uh, kind of the birth of this movie was that the Japanese director wanted uh, a summer blockbuster mm-hmm. just like Jaws. But oh wow! Jaws, <laughs> Jaws is like literally is like the most boring movie in the world compared to this like this movie is insane it's like i've had a lot of fun making that they must have had an incredible amount of fun making the movie it's like they're not holding back they're not trying to it's not deep or anything it's just a lot of fun a lot of stuff put on screen for you to look at and yeah they just looked at their own own things now like what can we do to make this crazy and than they did. I think that's. I, I, there's really like an absurd amount of things to love about this movie. Yeah. Like it's, and it's weird because you know going over the top doesn't always work out, no. but in this case it really does. Like it's just so surreal. Uh, it's colorful. It's like uh, so entertaining. It's kind of almost framed like for the first thirty minutes. It feels like almost like a child TV show, like Yo Gabba yeah, Gabba absolutely. or something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It kind of yeah. has that feel of like... It has a feel of like a child thing, basically. Like a child TV show. Yeah, like... very childish. Like over the top. Like this literally the most uh, absurd. And the thing is, when you watch like Yo Gabba Gabba or something along yeah. those lines. Or like Blue's Clues. You feel yeah. like something's yeah. wrong. Right? There's like almost like this eeriness to yeah. it. Like what like what world am I living in? That like yeah. children don't feel, but like kind of as you no, get yeah. older. No, I and I think like... Um, creators on youtube have like taken advantage of that like uh what what's that series that's like don't um which one don't hug me i'm scared you know what i'm talking yeah, about no, yeah no yeah like they that. take yeah. they kind of yeah, mesh like that. that like childish like ty- type of tv show type thing with yeah. like horror that's very similar to what this does yeah. where like the first 30 minutes is like 
oh, so almost too innocent and too like pure. And then like the rest of the movie is like scary, but not in a very very scary way. No, it's it's like scary in like a funny way. Yeah, um, hard to achieve to have have that dynamic. Yeah, to have that dynamic. But he did it. Um, yeah, House is phenomenal. Um, I saw it a long time ago. I had a I had a phase where I watched like a movie every night and then I saw this um I actually went from like country to country I started off with like American movies on the Criterion channel and then went to like South America and then to Europe and stuff like that and then at some point I got to Japan and watched this too um now that's what I thought too it's like the director like the people who worked on this seemed to have like the mind of children while they were working on it they just and I think that's they had I, it's insane it, it's just such a great combination of like japanese pop culture yeah and uh, you know american hollywood obviously the influence of that are on its sleeve uh like like we said like children's like tv um eerie horror comedy like almost similar to like kind of something that like um like the rocky horror picture show in a yeah, way yeah no, that, uh, yeah 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 definitely like the rocky horror picture show i can see um, that comparison. I just, if there is something to highlight about this, I would just say, like, the music's incredible. The music yeah. throughout the entire movie is so incredible. And it's, and a lot of, I, I found it, like, overbearing in a lot of points. But, like, I think the overbearing has, like, a tacky charm to it. <laughs> like, it's so loud. Like, they play it way, way too much. Yeah. And they don't really save it for, like, the best moments. Because every moment is the best moment. Like, That's every smart. moment could exist as the climax of a different movie. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, I don't know if I have anything else to say about this one. Again. This one, if I were to recommend a movie, I would definitely be House, because it's crazy. House in Japanese, I assume, is what it's called. House, it has a sweet cover, too, which you can't see, but um, the Criterion cover for House is phenomenal. It's probably the best. I saw a guy once with a shirt with this cover on it and I really want that at some some point in my life I'll get a shirt with the house <laughs> I cover actually on. have a shirt with the house cover That's on crazy. it crazy <laughs> oh my god yeah phenomenal cover it's it's great okay um so we can we can talk about these now these two well, we can start with one of them you want to talk about or do you want to yeah we could talk about those um to the american ones no let's talk about these yeah and then i think um, maybe we'll be done after that so slight slight shift these aren't at all like house the ones we're about to talk about i i so now we're not gonna kind of go into soviet cinema a little bit um soviet cinema and obviously we're gonna talk about tarkovsky Tarkovsky. and we'll get to that in a minute but i think the first film we really want to look at here is come and see which by all accounts might be the best movie ever made yeah no yeah no i see i see why Word. Look at this cover. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I I mean, you want to start talking about it? Yeah, I saw this movie a very long time ago, but I still, and that speaks to how great it is, I still remember a very large portion of it. Um, It's about this child who joins, I think, the Soviets in, I think, World War II, and he is... Uh, He's he's throwing like this resistance to the Nazis, I th- I believe. Yeah, he's in a a Soviet resistance. Yeah, they were called the um. Oh my god, 
I forgot the name. Um, I forgot the name, but they were a Soviet resistance group to the Nazis. Yeah, exactly. And he, um, he encounters all kinds of horrors during the war. Pretty much, it's very violent, very brutal. Um, including a final thing where they torch a Belarusian village. I, th- I, I, I believe, or maybe it's a Russian one. But. It's it's very effective in like just portraying like the horrors of war. I believe it might be like the best movie ever when it comes to portraying like the horrors of war. Yeah. Anything else? Um. There's exactly. I I think it's perfectly accurate to say that this is what makes this movie so effective. In my mind, is that, um, it's not just a war movie. In a lot of ways, it's more of a horror movie. Yeah. And it, it really is, acts like a psychological horror movie yeah, in so definitely. many scenes. And I think when I started watching it, I watched it first on the Criterion channel yeah. for 20 minutes, and it was in like SD, like like 480 yeah. uh, quality. And it was it was monotonous and boring. I'm like, I don't want to watch. I, I need yeah. to get like the actual release. So I waited like a month. I got my Blu-ray release, and it went from being, like, monotonous and boring to so complex and, like, schizophrenic, and, like, yeah. it almost reminded me in a lot of ways of, like, Hereditary. It reminds me very, very, very much of Hereditary yeah. and the way that it builds, like, kind of this eeriness. Yeah. And then finally, at the end, that payoff. You know the shot I'm talking about, Absolutely, Albert, absolutely. That, the whole gun to child's head while he's looking at yeah while they're looking at the the burning shed yeah exactly um and and so many the the craftsmanship to go into something like this the amount of effort is i can't even imagine it because i I don't even think something like this could be made today just because that i know they they broke many child labor and workers rights laws making this thing the things they put like the actors through were pretty brutal the way they like made that I, I i don't know i saw some interviews with the director with i think his name's ellen klimov and he um he made basically he made the lead the the lead actor of this movie is how old is he in the movie he he's a teenager no right? yeah definitely a teenager. he's a teenager and they made the actor like work incredibly incredible amounts of time and just they had to like they did everything on on site so they were like walking through like the bogs of like russia and like the freezing cold wow and um just stuff like that and made you know um so i i think that authenticity is something that was oh they actually shot cannons like you know the scene where he's like lying on a cow and like yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. actually shot like can or like not cannons um like uh guns like over his head that's crazy um so oh. I, something like that would be very very hard to make nowadays Definitely. but uh i don't know it pays off it's just like unbelievably so so brutal it's, yeah, it's I've, terrifying. I've never ever witnessed a movie that 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 is just that yeah, it just level. shows the horrors that the child is going through in this better than anything else yeah it's like the nazis are more seen as like like a monster in a horror movie than like an enemy in a war movie exactly right yeah. say 
And I, 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 it's just such a great perspective on World War II because not a lot of movies are like that. A no. lot of movies are just like battle, battle, you know, yeah. uh, like, um, like strategic planning. But this is not like that at no. all. It's very centered on this one boy, and just so many scenes are done so brilliant, brilliant, brilliantly brilliant. <laughs> yeah. that. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> no, They're done like so well that like. It, it it's not about his journey it's about his experiences if that makes sense yeah the music comes in at the best parts sometimes the music isn't even present in the movie and it yeah. just makes things even more eerie yeah, it's the music placement is fantastic the music placement is fantastic the acting is fantastic yeah. you i mean you just can't and this is all just the technical things we like about the movie when we actually i if you have to, if we go into the themes and stuff, there are so yeah, many absolutely. things I love about the themes of this movie in terms of innocence, in terms of uh, morality, in terms of the violence. Is stripped from him immediately. Yeah. It's not. Um, they're, they're, I'm, it's just really, really brilliant. I, I'm trying to think of there's anything else. One of my favorite, I think my favorite, if I had to say my favorite scene, it'd probably be the one where he's in the forest and he has like the hallucinations with the girl and yeah. like they're dancing in the rain. Yeah, like that's like such that a one. strange thing, right? To be in a war movie and it just works so well. One scene I really remember well is when he, I think he goes back to his town, there's no one there and then he runs away from it. Yeah. And then it kind of, the camera moves a little, then faces the wall from like one of the houses and it's just like, a pile of dead bodies yeah that was crazy it has shots like that every now and then in it where it just makes you gasp and they're unannounced too yeah they're they're, they never unannounced. build up they, it's, it's not never like, it's not like american horror movies where it's like slow music to a climax and it's like whoa look at this i think that's what another thing that was so great like again about hereditary that yeah. i see the similarity hereditary does that a lot where they have unannounced horror it just like kind of pans and you're like what the like yeah. what is that like the mom's like on the ceiling like in the corner of the room yeah. um but it's very it's it's very similar to that uh in, in in terms of that kind of those horror aspects um i don't know in terms of uh everything else about the movie I don't know. I the theme. I, this movie has probably shaped me more than any other movie I've ever watched. I could go on for, honestly, ages yeah. about the themes. Uh, I I personally am really like Albert Camus and kind of his idea of absurdism and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this movie oh. probably encapsulates those ideas like more than anything else. And I also try and. Um, uh, aside from like maybe David Lynch, but like, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I also try and buy into like this idea that like, everyone is you know more everyone, I at their base is a human and yeah. that's something you can't strip away that's from smart. people. Yeah. Um, just their human their their human aspect, um, right? Like no matter how many people someone murders or how what yeah. someone does. When you look at them in their eyes, they're just a body. They're just yeah. a bunch of mass and bones, yeah. and just have a heart. I'm not saying everyone's universally good, but everyone's universally human to yeah. some extent. Um, and I think this movie explores those themes so well. Absolutely. You know that scene where he's like shooting at like Hitler, and like yeah. he becomes like younger and younger. Yeah. I don't know. That scene kind of stuck with me a lot of the time because he kind of sees almost the futility, in, in my interpretation, of that 
moment, the futility of killing, the futility yeah. of being aggressive. Because this movie is about him losing his innocence, but him losing his innocence is the same thing as him taking away innocence from other people. Yeah. Because when he loses his innocence, he's going into war, he's shooting at people, he's killing people, um, and he's making other people lose their innocence. So it's kind of this repetitive cycle. And yeah. That shot with like Hitler where he keeps on shooting Hitler and then the, he starts crying. The, the fake Hitler they made out of like, which which Hitler? Like was it a real... It, it's the the picture. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. The, uh, by the river. Oh, when they get, they was get like the, the Nazis. Fake, there was like a fake thing too. They made like a... Wasn't there like a Hitler they made out of like... I don't know. I don't remember. They had like a camp and there was like a figure they had. And hmm. they dressed him up in like Nazi stuff. I think... Yeah, I think they like captured some Nazi... Yeah. Uh, some Nazi prisoners of war. Yeah. And they wanted to execute them. Yeah. Um... I don't know, just the cycle of violence, the cycle of brutality, and I think this movie does it really... I don't think it gives any answers as to why the violence is happening, but it kind of gives insight into this dynamic between, you know, (laughs) universal humanity creating these atrocities that go directly against and destroy the, the humanity that is carrying out these actions yeah absolutely and i think the last shot where it cuts from the movie to like actual footage yeah uh that was crazy um i think sometimes in movies when they do that it kind of it's kind of unnecessary i think it's just for a dramatic effect but it really works in this yeah it just brings home the point even more of like humans essentially being stripped off their humanity and turned into like monsters yeah and what monsters can do to other people and so I think in this movie it's really effective that and really uh, like that that made me gasp too. I was like, whoa. I think that's why the horror elements work so well. Because yeah. Because they really are being turned into monsters. Um, yeah, it's really more of a horror movie than than, than a war anything. movie. Yeah, that's I've seen people say that too. I I've seen that too. You know, I just think it's a war movie that's done so well and done through such yeah, a great lens. It's, yeah. It's it's obvious though. I don't think the horror thing is like things people are just saying like it really was shot very similarly like there's elements that could be picked out and be like oh they do remind me of horror movies yeah um okay i guess we could talk about tarkovsky all right let's get into tarkovsky andrei tarkovsky famous soviet director we have one of his movies here called mirror um just a quick introduction to tarkovsky he was a really famous director in the soviet union he made uh some of his movies he made ivan's childhood that was his first movie which i saw which is really great all of his movies are phenomenal all of his movies can be are one of the some of the best ever made i i would say at least i don't think he's made a movie that's i mean less than decent at least less than great um he made Andrei Rublev and Stalker, and the movie we're about to talk about is Mirror, and then he made Solaris and two more, The Sacrifice and Nostalgia. Um, I saw all of them. I would probably say The Mirror is my favorite one, though. Definitely. I've not seen as many Tarkovsky movies as you. I've seen Mirror, I've seen Stalker, I've seen... Um, uh, what's the one on the spaceship? Solaris. Solaris. Um, 
Have I seen any? I, I've seen those three. Mirror's definitely my favorite. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Mirror's a hard movie to talk about. It is a hard and movie I, to talk about. I, I saw it a long time ago, so that definitely doesn't help with that fact. Um, I haven't seen this edition that we're holding here, this Criterion it's edition, because this just edition. came out a couple months ago. I'm very excited to watch this. Yeah, it looks amazing. But, um, I don't know. What do you What do you think of Mirror? I want to hear your thoughts. Um, it's like you said. It's hard to talk about because it's a bunch of things going on. It's not like one one linear story. It's about like a lot a lot of shots. I think that stick with you. Like, I think one of the most famous shots in movie history basically is you know I think you know what I'm talking about when it rains and the shed is burning and it's like oh a, right it's like right, a right. tracking shot through the house and doesn't they, they have a similar shot in the sacrifice yeah they do have a similar shot in the sacrifice Tarkovsky is phenomenal with like rain. And fire. Yeah. So many shots. And, like, one of his, like, signature shots that he has in every movie is a cup or a glass filled with some liquid. And then it's raining onto that. Hmm. And the and there's splashing. And he, he's famous for his, like, sound design, too, of having um, the sound in the background be as loud as how the how the people speak. It's not quieter or anything. It's, yeah. It's just the same. And he, he's brilliant at that. And this movie is phenomenal. It's, like, poetic. It's... I was going to say, if, if there is one word to use to describe this movie, it would definitely be, like, poetic. Yeah. It, it really feels more like a poem than a story. Which, you know, if it's not for everyone. No. It makes no, sense, right? Not. Some people want a story, not a poem. Um, But it, it it's kind of like a collage of, like... A lot of I think it's very autobiographical too. I haven't read a lot into it, but doesn't it like incorporate a lot of elements of Tchaikovsky's I th- I think own? I like... too. Yeah, could could yeah. I think yeah. I think the woman has is like reminiscent of Tarkovsky's mom or something like that. I think. I yeah, heard I heard that. So in a lot of ways, it's like kind of the most intimate way you could get to know someone. Kind of in this very and uh poetic shots by shot not a lot of them relating in a linear fashion type way um uh but it really gives you a good sense of who tarkovsky was as a person he he was really someone that was so interested in kind of the natural world yeah totally totally see that extremely interested in memories he was really interested in religion too i think that yeah he made a movie about a really prominent religious figure too yeah into religion i think i've learned probably more from tarkovsky than any other director yeah you learn yeah because I I, i mean if you watch his interviews and stuff he just gives a lot of really good advice on stuff He's very meditative, the way he yeah. sets up shots, the way he talks. Um, again, this is another movie where... Uh, or I'm not sure about this movie, but I know Stalker is another movie where they broke many workers' rights laws. And apparently they got... The wor- the people on the set got cancer like three years later because Tarkovsky oh made them go through like a radioactive marsh or something. Yeah, it looks like in, in Stalker, that whole thing looks odd. That yeah. place is... Um, he's great. His cinematography too is phenomenal. I think, especially in Stalker and what? Stalk. Oh, in in Stalker, mm- also Mirror. But just a quick shot at the Stalker. I like how, in the beginning, it's like, like it has everything looks like brown and gray, and then when they get to the zone, it it's super colorful. Yeah, that was that was smart. But also Mirror and another shot that's often featured in Tarkovsky movies is like ah. Uh, 
bottle or a glass just like sliding off of a desk without anyone moving it. That happens too often. He has like those distinct shots that are in these movies and scenes and stuff. I think it a mirror asks more questions than it really answers. Yeah. And I think that's true of basically all poetry. But like watching this, there's so many things that I was thinking, right? Like I um like just the way it kind of balances past and present and future selves it kind of like how do i control my actions in the past or future and am i the same person i was before because yeah think about the way he uses different actors um for multi or like he uses the same actors for multiple roles he uses different actors for the same role yeah uh, it, it, it's just really interesting stuff that you're kind of left wondering, like, why did he do that? Like, what's he thinking Definitely. in there? Yeah. And I think a lot of the questions are some of the my favorite things that I like about the movie. Like, is it weird that, like, I've been here before? Like, is it weird that there's this sense of oh yeah deja definitely. vu to basically every shot in the movie and it there's re, of course there's repeating motifs right this is a tarkovsky that's, that's, movie that's like a common thing yeah the repeating shots and oftentimes he has like one shot with something in it and like a shot with like of like an empty hallway or something say and then later on in the movie he has the exact same shot but now the hallway is filled with a bunch of stuff it's like a shot from the sacrifice i believe it's where it's from so the camera does like there's like a road leading down it's like full of like paper and stuff like that it's there's just a there is like a lot of stuff in in the shot and like glass like broken glass on the floor and it's just like a slow pan down the the road and you don't really know why until later the shot gets repeated again and now there are like people running through the road and now you understand why in the first shot the camera was slowly moving down yeah i mean i I think the texture of this movie is probably something that sets it apart from basically every movie ever made, right? Yeah. It has this kind of fabric that, like, weaves together every single shot into something that's not really a story, but, again, more like a poem or a collage. And, um, yeah, that's just what I really like about it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, do you have anything else to add? No, I think that's all. Um, yeah, highly recommend Mirror. Um, also, The Sacrifice, and Nostalgia is an interesting Tarkovsky movie, because it takes place in Italy, um, hmm. which is interesting, and it looks f- funny, I think, because um, the color scheme is like gray and green, and I've never seen gray and green used as the most two common colors in a movie. I thought that was really... There's a lot of green in Tarkovsky movies. Yeah, much and it, green, yeah. I think that rubbed off, honestly, on Alan Klimov. Yeah. Like, there's influences... Like, we were talking about Come and See before. Yeah. There's influences of Tarkovsky pretty obvious in this movie, even though it kind of is a very different movie in a yeah. lot of respects. It also... I don't know. I just love that Soviet cinema yeah, cinematography. That it's is phenomenal. always outside is always, you know, kind of finding, uh, yeah. like, meditation in, like, greenery. Like, yeah, it's really everything. weird. It's, in, yeah. like, the, the, the evergreen trees like of the, the Russian countryside. Small things, you know, it's not... Yeah. Totally. I get that. Um. Yeah, and he's memorable shots. He has, like, complete... He has, like, memorable shots throughout all of his movies and shots that, that stick with you. And I think that's, that's, that's something unique to 
maybe Tarkovsky said the shots stick like individual shots stick with you more than anything yeah yeah alright well that's all I can say about this movie probably I could probably say more but um that's what all I can come up with now at the moment I'll just look at the back of this really quickly my god I think that's basically it those were the international films we kind of wanted to go over today but what is what is this one again that one's... You th- can, if you want, you can talk about this for a little bit. That one's not an international film. Oh, no, it's not. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much... I don't think I have anything else to add. I think we're done here, right? Oh, we are what? done. We are done. Um, I can I can end this. All right. Okay. Um, Everyone, check out... Go go see uh, Taste of Cherry by Abbas Kiarostami. Go see How, House or Hausu by... Um, what is this guy called? Na- Nobuhiko Obayashi. Sorry for butchering that pronunciation. Go see Come and See by um, Alan Klimov and Mirror by Tarkovsky. Also go see all of the other movies made by these directors. Definitely. Highly recommend them. Thank you, Alex Shupak, for coming on to the podcast today. Of course, yeah. Thanks, Alvar, for having me. No problem. Uh... Um, great, I'll see you next episode. No, I'll see my audience next episode with my guest, whoever that might be. I'll have to see. I'll find someone. Um, whenever that might be, I don't know. I'll probably record when I feel like it. It's kind of inconsistent at the moment, but I'll find a date. All right, good, good, goodbye, everyone. Have a nice day.